Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining me here on the brand new podcast, The Rooster Crows. And I am the HRIC, the head rooster in charge. Clayton Adams right here on the Funny Farm. I will be your host, and I'm glad to have you listening. So why The Rooster Crows? Well, being a musician for so many years, you always tend to pick up a nickname. George Jones was the possum. Tom T. Hall was the storyteller. Cash was the man in black. Oh, and by the way, he had nothing to do with Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith in those alien movies. Well, and me, I became the Rooster Man. My band is actually called Clayton Adams and Ramblin' Roosters, all because of a crazy little song that I sing about a chicken. No, folks, they don't request the pretty songs I write. They want to hear about the darn rooster, but I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. So, what will this podcast be about? Well, you name it. And our format will always try to have a few of the same segments throughout, such as my feel-good moment of the week, where I'll tell you about my latest story I've heard that gets you all in the emotion bone. You know, the ones that make you tear up like a chihuahua trying to pass a Lego. We'll have the what the hell segment where we talk about some of the stunts that got your mullet magnificent redneck of an uncle arrested once again at the Wally World. And being a music man myself, I gotta have a little music segment and history on some of the amazing guys that have gone on before so we don't forget about them. You know, before these digital donkey-fied, cyber-sickening, trap-crap, bro-country bandits take over our good old-fashioned country blues and rock and roll completely. And then there's always the main segment, where we never know what we're going to talk about. I don't even know, which is weird since I'm the one hosting this thing. But I was born with a quick mouth and a slow mind. And plus, I got a face that's made for radio, so let's just do it. I hope you'll spread the word and drop me a line when you get a chance. Now, if I just had a production crew that could help me out with the taglines... Be sure to find my dad on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to share this. Aw, thanks, guys. You're welcome, Daddy. And what's the website? ClaytonAdams.net. 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 Oh, okay. If you say so. I do. <laughs> Let's do some happy, happy stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't have money for that song. Thank you. All right, it's time for our feel-good moment of the day, and this is one of my favorites. Nicole Grimes of West Brownsville, Pennsylvania, said because that she was an only child at the time, her grandmother picked out a puppy to be a companion for her. However, when Grimes was 14, her father got a job working from home, and Chloe, the puppy, was too loud and yappy during his workday. It was tough for the whole family, but they had to make the decision to get rid of her. They took her to Washington Area Humane Society, and they never knew what happened to her after that. I remember I was so sad my stomach was nervous driving her there that day, Grimes told the Observer reporter. Grimes said she always wondered about Chloe and would think about her often, especially on October 26th, because after all these years, she remembered that to be Chloe's birthday. Nicole never knew what happened to her playful, rambunctious puppy, but without her knowledge, the pooch had been well taken care of nonetheless. You see, Chloe had been taken in by an elderly couple who loved her and lived with them for years. It was the perfect love this older couple needed in their twilight years. Time went on, but as it happens, the elderly couple passed away. The family of the couple were unable to care for the dog themselves, so they in turn passed Chloe on to a neighbor. This neighbor happened to be friends with Nicole Grimes. Nicole saw a Facebook post where her friend was looking for a good home for this Pomeranian poodle mix named simply Chloe. It looked very similar to my puppy when I was little, Grimes said, so on a whim, I told my friend I'll take her. 
When she picked up the dog, it immediately started kissing her and wagging his tail like they were old buddies. Nicole said the dog was just like her puppy, just older and with less teeth. On a hunch, she took Chloe to the vet to see if he had been microchipped, and there the technician confirmed her suspicions. It was identical to the chip number of the puppy from her childhood. Chloe had miraculously found her way home. I felt like I won the lottery, Grimes said. This is one of the most exciting moments of my life. I just never thought I'd see her again. Chloe now lives with Grimes, her husband, and their four-month-old daughter. She's been so cuddly and she fits right in here, Grimes said. It's like a part of my childhood came back home. Uh, And that, folks, is our feel-good moment of the day. got to talk in his good ear. That's the only way he's going to hear you. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> That's right. Uncle Spud. You're only as old as you feel. But of course, who you feel has a lot to do with it. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main stage. Uncle Spud. Hi, Uncle Spud here. Good to be back. I, I got to tell you about a friend of mine. He's 86 years old. Billy, Billy, 86-year-old, we've been friends since we were kids. We, he, he goes to the doctor, and the doctor tells him that everything looks great, and he's in good health for an 86-year-old, but he want to know how he was doing emotionally and, and, and mentally. He said, are, are you at peace with God? Oh, Billy, he says, me and God are good, doctor. He knows I got, I got poor eyesight, so he fixed me up real good. In the middle of the night when I go to the bathroom, oof, the light goes on when I open the door. And when I'm done and close the door, poof, the light goes out. Wow, that's incredible. The doctor told him, he says, I can't believe that. Well, later on in the day, the doctor decided to call Billy's wife and Ethel let her know how her husband's doing. He says, I want you to know your husband's in good health, and I am just amazed at the relationship that your husband has with God. And tell me, is it true that when he goes to the bathroom at night and he opens the door, poof, the light goes on, and when he's done, poof, the light goes off? Ethel told that doctor, oh, good Lord, you don't know what he's talking about. That man been peeing in the icebox again. (laughs) That's good stuff there. Thank y'all for listening. See you next time, Uncle Spud here. I'm born and bred in Texas, and I'm sorry that some of y'all are not. (laughs) All right, I'm kidding. I'm sure that you love your home state as much as I love the Lone Star State. I pick on y'all for how you talk, just like some of you will pick on me for calling y'all, well, y'all. Every state has its weird things and traditions, I'm sure. There's no doubt that each of us have our own brand of crazy. Louisiana has its crazy Mardi Gras mania, which includes alcohol-induced crazy con men trying to tap dance money off me at every corner of the French Quarter. And all I'm doing there is trying to find authentic Creole cuisine, authentic 
blues music, and of course, with the help of my $5 worth of shiny beads, authentic Cajun tatas. Nevada, it has the rep for the high-end call girls that would take off their clothes for two blue chips. They'll do even more unmentionable things for your extra tickets to the Blue Man Group performance that, by the way, is the biggest gamble you'll take in Vegas. Remember, y'all, what happens in Vegas stays on your crotch. Utah is known for men having eight wives each, all in the name of religion. Honestly, I don't understand the want for eight wives. I have one wife, and that is too many rules for me. In the name of religion? Really? God has ten rules, ten commandments. My wife has 26 rules just for the living room alone. Just the living room. And even poor little Hawaii trying to hide out from the rest of us, hundreds of miles from the mainland madness. You can't hide from us. Hawaii, well, y'all have Dog the Bounty Hunter. Enough said. But how come the one that is making the top seller list again for five years in a row at least? Can you guess? Florida Man. It's become a household expression to say, Florida Man. As soon as you say it around the cooler at work or at home, everyone knows the story is going to be about some crazy redneck. I was going to give you a made-up example just for a fast laugh, but honestly, I don't think I could think of anything funnier than the actual truth. But why Florida? I thought it was more like, you know, about old people trying to elude arthritis pain by staying warm and at the same time being able to spend the kids' inheritance money on early bird specials and Metamucil salads or whatever they eat. I don't know what they eat. It all comes down, and this is in capital letters and parentheses, Florida Man. Sounds like a bad superhero to me. Faster than a crackhead with a stolen DVD player. Able to leap tall, jacked-up monster trucks in a single bound. Look! Up on the roof of the Get It and Get convenience store. It's a mullet. It's a see-through mesh net tank top. It's a guy yelling at his old lady for smoking the last of his cigs. It's... Da-da-da-da! Florida man. By the way, yes, I went for the quick joke by saying the expression old lady, as well as the easy joke about the mullet. But did you know, did you know your old lady can have her own mullet? Yeah, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Turns out when you shave the side of your head and you keep it long in the back, ladies, you too have a mullet. This is referred to as the woolet or the women's mullet. It's like a unicorn, you know? You don't see them often. But when you do, you get to make a wish. I would wish for more wallets, but I guess that's cheating. Oh, well, I guess I'll wish for the good shopping basket. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll wish for the good shopping basket when I go to Wally World next. Those old ones with the shaky wheels made me slosh my dip cup. Spilt all over our youngest, little Leon, who was sleeping in the bottom of the basket at the time. So, if you're new to the Florida man, Phenom, where have you been? School, work, church, those are not acceptable answers. So you can thank me later as I catch you up on the latest, greatest exploits of that gator-gutting, possum-punching, misspelled tattoo hero from the great state of Florida. Florida man! These, by the way, are all 100% true, accurate, and researchable. Yep, you can actually Google Florida man and find all these headlines. Don't worry about which hashtag to use to find a particular story. You can just say, Alexa... Find me Florida Man online, and I bet you get a skunk hunter before it pulls up the famous Johnny Depp or Wesley Snipes, which, by the way, are both born in the FL. You won't be disappointed by the sheer numbers, I guarantee it. But here, here are some of my top 20, at least my top 20 faves. Number one, 
A Florida man with a blood alcohol level of 0.241 was arrested day after crashing his lawnmower into a police cruiser. Sounds like a George Jones video. The 68-year-old man faces DUI charges after causing damages to the bumper of the vehicle. He admitted that he was drunk, but that the cop car was okay. He was unable to perform the field sobriety test and accused the police of poisoning him. Not only he had two prior DUIs from 1987, but he had had his license suspended since 1978, which explains the lawnmower, I guess. Number two, Florida man was arrested day after police said he was actively tugging his genitals while walking around completely naked in a Port St. Lucie neighborhood. Actively tugging. Actively? As opposed to the nonchalant yank from time to time. Hmm. Number three, Florida man in a Speedo flags down police officers to show them his marijuana plant. The 65-year-old who was smoking weed at the time, <laughs> yep, go figure, approached deputies who were responding to an unrelated call. They weren't even out there for him. The Florida man then showed him his two-foot-tall marijuana plant he was growing on his property. The deputies asked him if he had a marijuana card, and the Florida man told him that, I'm working on it. He was arrested on a marijuana charge. Uh, he was proud, though. He was proud of his two-foot-tall plant. Number four. Deputies are looking for a Florida man who broke into a Charlotte County office building to place a now-hiring sign in the window. The guy broke inside and got on, surfed the web a little bit, helped himself to some drinks, and then placed the sign in the window. Unclear as to whether he plans on returning to apply for this non-existent position that he created on his own. Huh, I guess if you're out of work, you just make up your own job. Number five. Florida man sings to cops. Yeah, a Florida man who had an active warrant already for battery began singing karaoke when deputies tried to arrest him. When the officers arrived at the home of the 29-year-old, he came out of his room with a microphone in his hand. When deputies told him why they were there, the Florida man just began to sing karaoke. He refused to stop and surrender despite multiple requests. Of course, he was arrested on charges of resisting arrest in addition to the existing battery warrant and, I'm guessing, using autotune, which in my opinion should be a crime. By the way, if you're retelling this story anywhere, feel free to insert whichever band or song that he was singing. Pick one you really, really hate when you tell your friends. It makes the story better. Number six, Florida man steals 850 pairs of underwear from Victoria's Secret. In November of 2013, he stole 300 pieces of Dream Angels women underwear alone. When the judge asked the man why he did this, he said, Well, I had no money in the bank and I've lived in South Florida my whole life. Is that a reason? I, I don't get... Anyway, number seven. Florida man calls 911 to check on his tax return. St. Petersburg 911 got several calls from the intoxicated man. He admitted that he was messed up. When deputies arrived, he was still on the phone with the dispatcher. Deputies asked him why he called 911. He said, I got to check on my tax return. Well, number eight. Florida man flashes buttocks at IHOP after impersonating the police officer to get free food. The 55-year-old... Yeah. 55-year-old, not a 20-year-old college kid, 55-year-old entered the IHOP around 1 a.m. Friday. The suspicious server asked if he even had money. He replied, no, but I'm a cop and I get food for free. He then threatened to beat up the IHOP server and shouted, hey, buddy, before dropping his pants and exposing his buttocks to the IHOP employees. See, my only problem with this one is, well, I have two problems. One is it's IHOP. So, I mean, you didn't expect something like this to happen in IHOP? Why is he getting arrested? But my biggest problem with this is, how could he not drop the joke when he dropped his pants? 
I mean, it's it's begging to be used. I mean, it, he should have dropped his pants and hollered, "Hey, y'all see my rooty tooty fresh and fruity booty?" I mean, come on. I mean, it, it's it's all right there. Anyway, number nine: Florida man bites off his neighbor's ear because he wouldn't give him a cigarette. See, I was helping a friend out, and someone decided they wanted to take a chunk out of my ear, said the man who was bitten. This all started because I wouldn't give him a cigarette. He'd come up, put me in a big old bear hug. Next thing you know, he'd bite my ear. <laughs> the one-eared victim told the news that his biting neighbor yells threats across the street all the time, and when asked if he plans to file for a restraining order, the victim said, Huh? Can't hear you. Number 10, Florida man claims his wife was kidnapped by holograms. The man was willing to bat when the cops got there, and he was clearly agitated. He said they, you, I don't know who they are, they used holograms to project signals on the walls to get him to do what they wanted and to communicate with each other, according to a sheriff's report. The responding deputy located the woman in question who was just at a nearby mobile home with the man's aunt. The aunt told the investigator that the woman was drunk, but she hadn't been chased at all. Number 11. Florida man inches closer to his one-way trip to Mars. 43-year-old self-employed Tampa man has made it past the first hurdle in a selection process to potentially choose the first team to attempt not only a manned mission to the planet Mars, but its colonization. He said, my heart is there, you know, I just want to be part of this mission. His girlfriend said that she supports his goal of relocating permanently to Mars. I think she just wants to get rid of him. She says, if he should go, of course I'd be sad, but it's not my style to stand in front of someone's dream. I'm guessing it's Florida Man's original home anyways. I mean, it would explain a lot. I wonder if he used to live in an ice crystal house like some of the other superheroes. Number 12. Florida Man escapes adult novelty store with $300 Jenna Jameson doll in tow. The suspect walked up to the counter in an inner secret shop in Vero Beach and asked the worker some questions about the doll. But afterwards, he made a grab for the doll off the counter and ran out of the store. While the Jenna Jameson doll is not further described by investigators, I can tell you from my own investigation... The battery-powered model in the likeness of the 39-year-old porn star, along with his vibrating, ultra-soft mouth, is a full-size doll. Its manufacturer notes that it also features an exquisite, lifelike, removable, and... Number 13, Florida man attacks nephew over undercooked noodles at about midnight at Gardenia Gardens' apartment. The Florida man got into an altercation about the ramen noodles in question, about them being undercooked. He pushed his nephew in the face, so his nephew fled to another apartment complex where he was followed. They started arguing again, and then the man rushed toward the victim with a knife while making slashing motions, according to the report. During questions, the Florida man said that he'd been drinking and said that it can sometimes affect his demeanor just a little bit. Number 14, Florida man steals 36,000 pounds of Crisco. With the help of another, he broke into an Amazon distribution center and made off with a grease. Maybe he was having a Jenna Jameson party at his house. Number 15, Florida man arrested after urinating on in-law's carpet during Thanksgiving gathering. The man began shouting and told the officer he was kicked out of the nearby home of his girlfriend's brother-in-law. According to police, the brother-in-law said he escorted the man out of the home after urinating on the living room floor. After continually shouting obscenities, he was taken to custody and was taken to the county jail where he was charged with resisting law enforcement, disorderly conduct, and public intoxication. An elderly family member added, Once again, you kids have ruined a great family dinner just like every damn year I slave and I slave to make my famous tater salad and this the things I get. You kids don't respect me one of these days. I won't be here and you're going to regret me being near my good lazy boy. You son. Anyway, number 16, Florida man attempts to leave store with chainsaw stuff down his pants. 
The daring shoplifter is seen on video stuffing the ill-gotten goods down the front of his shorts and covering it in his stash with his shirt. The man then waltzed out of the store, got on his bicycle, and rode away. He was called 30 minutes later when he attempted to return it to the store after having a change of heart. Aw. Number 17. Florida man officers police officer $3 and chicken dinner for sex. A female investigator went undercover and posed as a street-level prostitute. During the operation, police said that one of the suspects offered to trade $3 and a chicken dinner for a sexual act. I don't know. Sounds like a deal to me. What's the big deal in this one? Number 18. Florida man claiming to be Teddy Roosevelt's relative banned from Holiday Inn after threatening to hit manager. The 40-year-old West Palm Beach man repeatedly tried to eat breakfast at the Holiday Inn over the course of many months. Once again, when employees asked him to leave, he would curse and yell at them, according to the report. The manager tried to intervene recently when the man claimed, quote, I am the great-grandson of Theodore Roosevelt, and I own this hotel. And the United States. Wow. Number 19. Florida man escapes prison to buy beer and no one notices. Only in Florida. Adams told deputies he escaped a word detail and went to the Metro Food Mart. He planned to smuggle chewing tobacco, cartons of cigarettes, and alcoholic beverages back to the Sumter Correctional Institute in Bushnell. Adams. Well, I love that his name is Adams. I'm sure I'm related since this one talks about chewing tobacco and beer. Video from the store shows that Adams changed from his inmate uniform before going to the store. He then returned his work unit without corrections officers even noticing. Come on, you gotta let this guy just on the principle of not getting caught. Number 20, and my favorite. This one pretty much sums up Florida man to a T. Here it is. Ready? Florida man, once arrested for fighting drag queen with tiki torch while dressed like a KKK member, now running for mayor. See, you can't make that up. What else would I add to this headline? I think I'll just leave it at that. Believe it or not, these 20 headlines do not even scratch the surface. There's tons more. I'm sure we'll add more at a later podcast. Check out www.mike.com for other great ones not included here. So, Florida, we still love you, even though when we see you on the map, you look like the wiener of the United States. Italy has a boot. Good old America has a wiener. Where else would you expect to find these crazy Florida men to reside other than the crotch of the U.S.? But let's be honest, Florida, we love you. We all have craziness, each and every state. All our states together, good and bad, is what America is all about. You know, America is like one big family holiday party where all your crazy cousins and in-laws show up. Even though you didn't want to invite them, but you had to. Because your family and mama said it was the right thing to do. Some you want to visit when you can, some you don't ever want to see again, and some, well, some pee on the living room floor at Thanksgiving. God bless you, Florida man. Keep on doing what you're doing. After all, you're still family. A lifetime ago Am I just now repaying A debt that I owe Justice, sweet justice You travel so slow But you can't change my love for the road. Time for a little music history. Willie Nelson's 1983 album, Tougher Than Leather. This album fell through the cracks on the Billboard charts since it was released only one month after Willie's team album with Merle Haggard entitled Poncho and Lefty. But no matter. I think there's a great joy to rediscovering older music. It's amazing how, even though the tracks are the same, the meaning often changes as we get older. And if you are discovering this album for the very first time, well, it's Willie at his finest. I bring you 
one summer of roses One summer of roses I have My mom introduced me to Willie as a young child, and while many other kids were going on summer vacation to Disney World or the beach, I was going to Willie's July 4th picnics. I promise, you can learn a lot more at a Willie Nelson concert than you can from Mickey Mouse. I was brought on stage in one show and given a harmonica by Willie's harmonica player, Mickey Raphael, and right then, I was to be a country music singer. This album is as simplistic as it can be, and yet as complicated and layered as anything produced since. I learned to play guitar by listening to this album as well as Redheaded Stranger. This was the first album Willie produced since Redheaded Stranger eight years before and was created at Willie's new recording facility in Spicewood, Texas. Like Redheaded Stranger, this is a concept album. It's a complete storybook. Each song links to the next to complete the tale of an old West gunslinger that can't rid himself the sadness he caused. He is torn from his true love and her haunting face as well as his past victims. This sadness goes everywhere with him until it finally softens old tougher than leather himself. Old tougher than leather Should've known better But he picked up the rose in his hand And the townspeople froze when his hands crushed the rose And the rose petals fell in the sand Later in the second part of the album, you're led to believe that the outlaw is reincarnated into a modern-day cowboy, only to be torn from his love once again when he gets charged for a crime he didn't commit. The song, A Little Old-Fashioned Karma, might explain why. Each song is strung together by short interludes and great solos by Willie played on Old Trigger. this album. I first heard it on Mom's record player along with all the cracks and pops that gives it a true lonesome aura. Today it's offered everywhere on digital format so that you can enjoy it forever. And so were your kids. This one is one of my favorites. Tough as in leather, 1983. Mr. Willie Nelson. I guess that is my time. Thanks for joining me on the Funny Farm for the Rooster Crows. Hope you enjoyed hanging out for a bit. If you'd like to hear more, please tell your friends. You can find more of the Rooster Crows on all your favorite podcast player apps or just stream from my website, ClaytonAdams.net. I will always post on Facebook and Instagram when another episode is available, so be sure to find me there too. Remember, we can only produce more of these with your help. Now the good Lord's willing and the creeks don't rise, we'll see you next time on the Rooster Crows. Listen to my dad. Be sure to tell your friends.